Maestras, Per Gimel, Mishnah Aleph, 3.1. This Mishnah builds on a number of principles we established in the previous Prakim. We're going to talk about figs once again. Figs, you recall, are tricky in as much as the Mishnah and Perik Aleph Mishnah A had said they're standard Gemar Malachas once they're picked because figs are preferably eaten fresh as raw fresh figs. However, figs can be dried, and therefore there's an alternative Gemar Malacha stage, which is if a person opted not to eat them as fresh, but rather to eat them as dried figs, so then the Gemar Malacha doesn't happen until he brings them up to, let's say, his roof and lets them dry out. So that means that the Gemar Malacha stage for a fig really depends upon the da'as, what's going on inside the mind of the owner of the figs. And that being the case, we get to a funny situation where it could be totally dependent upon him, and therefore, the mission will say, If a person is carrying his figs through his chatser, his courtyard, with the intention of bringing it up to his roof to dry on top of the roof. So he established already that when produce is brought into the chatser, the courtyard, that in its own right will establish the requirement for uh, taking tithes. But that, of course, only applies to produce that has had gemar malacha, had its produce completed. Truth is that last point I said is actually Machlokas Tanayim, but this Mishnah takes it as for granted, so let's stick with that for a minute. So that means that if the figs were intended to be eaten fresh, so then bringing them into the courtyard would now necessitate the taking of tithes before eating the figs. However, if they're just passing through, and they're going to be going onto the roof to dry, they have reached Kumar Malach, and that being the case, passing through the courtyard does not necessitate the taking of tithes before eating Achilles Arai. So the Mishnah then says, in a sort of strange turn of events, Banav Uvnei Veso, his own children, and the other members of his household, Ochlin Upturn, all of them can eat from those figs in the courtyard as they're passing through on the way to the roof, um, and they can eat them without taking any tithes or putter from taking tithes. The reason is because they haven't reached Kumar Malacha, and that being the case, they're exempt from tithes still. The difference, however, is as for him, himself, the owner of these figs, who upon his das, what's going on in his mind, the matter depends, if they've reached Gmar Malacha or otherwise, um, he himself um, may not. And the reason why is because, since it depends upon him, the way the Barthner presents it, it just, it's to any onlooker, it's, it's absolutely confounding to see this person who owns the figs eating them fresh without taking tithes. It looks like he's eating tevil. And it's difficult for one to speak out of both sides of his mouth and say, at the one hand, my intention is to take these figs and dry them, when on the exact same time he's eating them fresh. So mm-hmm. since the matter depends upon him, he himself is disallowed from eating the figs fresh in the courtyard prior to taking tithes, um, whereas everyone else, since it doesn't depend upon them, even his own children, members of his household, they could. Now, once he reaches the roof itself, where he's drying the figs, the matter once again becomes nekar, um, becomes evident, self-evident to an onlooker, that his intention is to dry the figs, because there he is on the roof drying out the figs, and at that point, he once again could eat from the figs, achilas arai, in a casual happenstance way, without taking tithes. As for the workers, hapolim she'imo, so those workers, we now encounter the similar issues we had in the previous parak also, we've said that workers who are entitled min Torah to eat from potters they're working with, so they would be exempt from taking tithes before eating them. However, 
in the case here, we've got workers who are not working with untied produce. Rather, they're, they're schleppers. They're, they're people who have been engaged to bring the, you know, just transport the figs um, through the chatzer and onto the roof. And that being the case, minatora, there's no, the Torah does not entitle them to eat these figs. They're not entitled to them. That if they would get the figs, they'd be in one of two ways. Either they're eating the figs because of the good grace of the owner of the figs. He's given them a gift. Or it could be that the workers have been engaged as employees of the the owner, and part of their compensation is to get paid in food. Again, we've said this in the past, and once again we say it here, it was very common um, in the time of the Mishnah for, since everyone essentially lived on a subsistence level, uh, it was very common that part of one's, you know, employment package or, you know, his, his wages included um, being fed. So if the workers are being fed as part of their compensation package, so then as we established in the previous parak, that's the equivalent of, of selling it to them. And when you sell produce, that then kicks in the requirements for taking time. So when you purchase something, now you've purchased it, that's needs it needs to be time for Achilles before eating. No such thing as Achilles Arai anymore. So if these workers are contractually entitled to be fed, so then this is part of their compensation, it's equivalent to the owner selling the figs to them, and that being the case, they may not eat the figs prior to tithing. On the other hand, if the workers are eating simply because the owner gave them a gift, he said, help yourself, so we're carrying them, so then that's a gift, and that being the case, it's not considered to be a sale, and so the workers are, are entitled to eat the figs without tithing them, and that's what the mission says explicitly, Hapolim Shimo, as for the workers who are with the owner who are transporting these figs through the Chatzer, Bizman Sha'in Lahem Alav Mazonos, in a scenario where there's literally no burden upon him, the owner, um, to feed them, meaning there's no contractual obligation for the owner to feed them. So then Ochlinupaturin, they, the workers, may eat from these figs freely and they're exempt from any of Meister obligations because they're talking Achilasarai. Aval Imyesh Lahem Alav Mazonos, however, if there's a contractual burden upon him, the owner, to provide food for the workers. So then, they, the workers, may not eat from these figs until they tie them. Because again, as we said, the giving of the figs to them is considered like a sale to them as their compensation, a mekkah, and as such, it necessitates the taking of tithes. Now, you might ask, wait a second, we've seen the Machlokas in Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda um, on the question of if if uh, selling produce that hasn't had gemar malacha necessitates the taking of tithes, the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, which is unfinished produce that's sold does not need to be tithed prior to eating. And that being the case, one would think um, the mission doesn't take sides on Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir, um, but one would think that the same way in the first part of the Mishnah, where we had not a sale but a chatzer, and just the same way a chatzer passing through courtyard does necessitate the taking of tithes if it's had reached Gormalacha, and it doesn't if it hasn't reached Gormalacha. So the same principle should be here also, that even if giving compensation is tantamount to selling, since these figs haven't reached Gormalacha, and they're just being taken to the roof to dry out, and that status depends upon the mindset of the owner, who definitely thinks that. So then a simple a simple um, compensation, meaning the equivalent of a mecca, of a sale, should not require the workers to have to tie the produce, because again, it's it's it hasn't reached Marmalacha. Why then would the Mishnah say they must tithe it? So that's a good question. Um, and the answer isn't simply that, oh, this Mishnah is going to like Reb Meir, um, because that would sort of um, contradict the first part of the Mishnah, especially since in the Yushalmi it says that Reb Meir 
indeed disagrees with our Mishnah, the first part of the Mishnah. That is to say, according to Yushalmi, Reb Meir holds that passing the Chatzir, even if it hasn't reached Kumar Malacha, necessitates the taking of tithes, meaning, according to Reb Meir, even Bano Uvnei his children and the members of his household could not eat from these figs anymore once they came to the Chatzar, because once you go into the Chatzar, you must tithe, even if it hasn't reached Kumar Malacha. So in our Mishnah, you have to say something different. In our Mishnah, you have to say that something different at work. These people, as purchasing the figs, effectively, because it's part of their compensation, have what I've called in the past a mini-harvest, a mini-crop. And that being the case, this is their mini-crop, and it's subject to its own status, independent of the larger crop. So in this case, they're effectively purchasing these figs that they're getting from the owner as part of their compensation, and therefore their status is independent of the larger crop. The larger crop hasn't reached Kumar Malacha because it's going to the roof to be dried. But the mini-crop that they're receiving is being eaten here and now as fresh figs, and therefore they have reached Kumar Malacha. And that's why they would be subject to tithing now when they the, the workers effectively purchase these figs by receiving this compensation. Yet you may ask, wait a second, we had that very case previously, and in the previous case, in the previous parak, we had said that requires at least to have two figs or more, tzeref, a massing of figs, to make a mini-crop. A single cro- a single fig couldn't constitute a mini-crop, and in our mission, there's no mention that he, he the worker, must receive uh, at least two figs to be subject to the tithing requirements. So that's presumably not the case in our Mishnah. Instead, what one has to say, or at least one answer is, that even a single fig that's received as compensation in the chatzer by the workers must be tithed as a separate mini-crop, having a status that's independent of a larger crop. This one fig is reached Gmar Malacha, effectively, and that being the case, is subject to the tithing requirements for the worker, since he's getting it as a, effectively as, as compensation, effectively as a sale. And the question is, why would it be different here than the previous cases? where a single fig wouldn't constitute a mini-crop? And the answer is that here, or at least an answer is, that here you have two separate factors at work. You have the first factor of um, the effect of sale, because you're giving to the worker as compensation, and second of all, you're also in the chatzer. So those are two separate independent reasons that sort of militate towards, they push towards the requirement to tithe, if you will, meaning mekach necessitates in certain circumstances, uh, taking of tithes before eating Achilles Sarai, as does Chatzer. And here, since you have both factors, both the effect of Mekach, the effect of sale because of the compensation factor, and the Chatzer working through the courtyard, both those factors combine to make the workers who are receiving these figs as compensation need to tie them, even if they've gotten just a single fig prior to Tzir, prior to having multiple figs to constitute like a, a mini crop, a larger mini crop here, even a single fig would constitute that mini crop because both those factors, the Mekach factor, the sale factor, as well as the Chatzer factor, are in play.